This is the Made It in Music podcast. I'm Seth Mosley, and this is Show 148. Welcome to the podcast, where we bring you tools and resources to help you go full time in music and to stay in. The music business is a roller coaster ride, changing faster than any of us can pay attention to. We all need a competitive edge to stay ahead and to stay successful. What's working, what isn't, and what's coming? That's exactly what this show is all about. Back again with Full Circle Music, the Made It in Music podcast. What's up? This is Seth Mosley. We're on the Made It in Music podcast, and today we've got an extremely, extremely timely episode as of the time of recording this and when this is going to come out. You're probably experiencing being on some form of shelter-in-place lockdown due to the coronavirus crisis. So if you're a musician, I know that it has probably put a hindrance on what you can do as far as going out, earning a living, uh, doing live shows. So today's episode is absolutely amazing. We're going to be talking about how musicians can create careers and monetize Twitch as a platform. So we've got an awesome guest here with us today, Karen. And uh, really quick before we jump into that, we've got a announcement about our Facebook group. If you guys aren't already aware, we have a Facebook group. It's a private group, fullcirclemusic.com slash group, where you can meet other musicians, interact with like-minded people, ask music industry questions. It's super fun, tons of interaction. If you're not there yet, you're missing out. So Check it out, fullcirclemusic.com slash group. But I just want to jump straight in the interview because I'm really excited to uh, to learn this. So, so, Karen, thanks so much for being here with us on the podcast today. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so let's just a little bit of rewind here. What first inspired you personally to jump into music? Into music in general? Wow. Um, back in college, um, I just was sort of struggling with my major uh, and just really started thinking about like, what do, what do I really love more than anything? And it was music. And I was like, well, gosh, there must be an industry around this somewhere. And I was in college before there were actually music industry degrees. Uh, so it ended up being kind of build your own degree. I just majored in business and started booking concerts for the college and, um, moved to LA straight out of, out of college and got, you know, any job that would have me and just sort of work my way around. That's awesome. I, I love it. Yeah. Well, I just love seeing people that are taking, you know, innovating and, and using new technology. And the, the big thing that you have become an expert in is Twitch for musicians. So let's quickly talk about what Twitch is, since there are probably people on this podcast who may not even be familiar with it yet. Yeah, sure. So Twitch is uh, primarily a live stream community for gamers. So gamers play games online and other gamers watch. That's probably over 90% of what happens on Twitch. Um, I have discovered uh, about four years ago a music category on Twitch, and there was this you know, very unlikely popular category of musicians um, streaming music and building fan bases and actually making money directly from those fan bases, and I was absolutely gobsmacked when I found it. Um, had at the time been doing a bit of research and live streaming in general and had a channel on you now, um, which was also fascinating because you now basically is, you know, it's mostly teenagers. It's very YouTube kind of content and it's the same deal. It's, you know, teenagers making content for teenagers and teenagers 
paying directly for that content, which was so wild because what, you know, teenagers don't pay for YouTube. They don't pay for anything. It's hard to get them to pay, you know, for any sort of content online. Um, at the time, you know, Spotify was struggling to get anybody to pay for it. And coming from a premium content industry, I kind of had to unravel why are what is opening wallets here? Like what's actually happening? So I started a channel on you now, figured out what the dynamic was, and then started looking at other live stream services. And that's when I um, found the music category on Twitch, which was kind of mind blowing that was happening. And I've been I've been kind of in and ever since. So, I mean, I focus on Twitch because honestly, I think it's the best place for musicians to go who want to become a streamer and build an audience over time. Or, or take their audience and do regular broadcasting. I think it's the best place for that. But I'm really just a live streaming fan. Um, and I could be writing a book on a different platform in a year. Like, we don't know. Well, that's what I was going to ask you next, is kind of lead right into it. How, how is Twitch different, better than other social platforms, whether it's YouTube or Instagram or any of these other ones that have some live function? Yeah, so Twitch is different in a few different ways. Um, it is dedicated to live streaming. It is community-based live streaming um, where there is a whole feel of community around the content. And the live streaming that happens on YouTube and Facebook, really it's live streaming kind of nestled into this larger social network. So it's kind of a subset of what's happening on a larger scale. Um, and the directories are nowhere near as good as they are on Twitch, which means the discovery is nowhere near as good on Twitch. You're basically not going to be randomly found by a music fan on Facebook with your live stream. The people who are going to find you are the people who are already following you. And hopefully one of them is going to share your stream, but probably not. Mm. And the same with YouTube. There is no way to share a stream on YouTube. You share it on other platforms. So I tell artists, you know, when they're figuring out where to stream, just think about your goals. If you don't want to stream for very long and you have an audience, just go where you have audiences. Don't worry about it. Just do it where you have audience. But if you really want to build, in addition, you want to bring your fans somewhere or you want to build an audience or both and you're in this kind of for the long haul you're going to get more benefit out of twitch because there is a, a category and people can actually go to that category and see everybody who's streaming in that category right now um and it's kind of multi-genre and people are there doing it honestly and and more and more now with the pandemic hitting people are you know finally discovering that twitch actually has more than just games and that twitch exists like if you're not a gamer you're you're discovering that twitch is a thing that exists in the world so people are there looking i mean i i uh, produce a channel from marina v and we have people sort of randomly rolling into her stream all the time and that would not happen if she were only streaming on facebook and when you say people randomly rolling in, are, are you meaning like people that she's collaborating with or people just attending her? No, her viewers, random viewers. viewers. Yeah, we see viewers, you know, pop in and say hi and, you know, we, we think you're great. And um, we always ask them, you know, how'd you find us? And they go, oh, you were, you were, in, the, you were in the recommended channels today. And, um, you know, it's, that's, that's algorithm based. So we got on someone's recommendations or, oh, I just saw you in the listing and, you know, thought it looked cool. 
So, and again, that would never happen on Instagram. That would never happen on Facebook. That would never happen on YouTube. So talk to me about what a Twitch event or live stream actually looks like. I mean, how, like the artist that you work with, what, what was her name again? Marina V. Marina V. Awesome. And we'll, we'll yeah. make sure to include that on the show notes as well. But yeah. when she goes on, how long is she going on? Is it her talking? Is it her playing music? Is it her kind of collaborating with other people? What, what does a live stream actually look like? Yeah, so she does two hours for her show. Um, she's got a baby, so that's about all she can carve out in, in a day to do it. Um, I've got her up three days a week now. She was only doing one after the baby and then two, and now she's at three. Um, but she'll do two hours. She'll probably do about 12 songs in those two hours, and she'll chat with her audience, and she'll play a request, and then she'll chat with her audience, and then she'll play a request. So every time she's done playing a song, she'll go through the chat and see what people have said, you know, if any requests came through, any donations came through, any general conversation, um, respond to all of that, and then play the next request. Mm. Um, and that's, that's honestly how most artists do it. You know, this isn't a formal concert. This is really meant to be sort of a hangout with your fans or people who are just checking you out, it's meant to be very comfortable. I tell artists, think of it like you're having friends over to your home studio or to your rehearsal space for beers and music. Mm. And that's exactly what it is. You know, if it's a formal concert, then you may as well just do a, a video on demand on, on YouTube or something. The whole point of live streaming is to have that back and forth with the audience. Mm. That's awesome. So, I mean, obviously, I know this is probably going to be wildly different based on who it is, but h- how many people are on at a time or what, what's a good, good night look like for, for, uh, you know, for your artists that you're working with? For viewership? Yeah. Um, it really, really depends artist to artist. Um, the maximum I'm seeing for the artists who are doing the best right now on Twitch is somewhere in the neighborhood of 700 to 800 concurrents. Um, and the, that's concurrent viewers, meaning people watching right now. And of course, over a two to four hour session, which is about how long a music stream is, that's going to vary because that's always in the moment. But um, we look at, you know, sort of average concurrent viewers. So say um, from 45 minutes into the set, you know, that's generally when you kind of get your your steady amount of average concurrent viewers on your own steam. Um for the rest of the set. That's kind of the number that I go with. So the highest I've seen so far um, with artists is like right around 800. Um, and that's a really big change, even, even you know, for the highest artists. They used to be writing more like 400 to 500, and that was even good for music. Um, the mid-tier, you know, I'm seeing, art, I'm seeing artists now. I've been on there for a few years and they're finally like, you know, getting the benefit of being on there for a while. They're in the 400 to 500s. Um, the, but you can be somewhere in 100 to 300, and a lot of those 100 to 300 artists are partnered streamers who do this full-time. When you're starting out, you should be somewhere closer to, like, you know, 10 to maybe even 20 or 30 concurrents. And that seems like almost nothing, but over a couple hours, that's going to be, like, four or 500 people probably. Um, and you can have fun with even 10 people. If you have 10 people chatting in, in your stream, like that's a good time. That's a great place to start. If you get to like 20 to 40 people, that's kind of when you start to see, you know, 
donations come through on a regular basis. If you can get yourself over 75 to 100, now you're eligible, um, assuming you're doing enough streams per per month and everything, and you have enough followers. If you can get yourself like over 75, now you're sort of eligible to become partner, which is the second level of monetization within Twitch. Um, partner basically just means that um, Twitch is going to help you out promotionally. Mm. Um, uh, so you can make plenty of money at the affiliate level, um, but you know, a partner just means that you know your your account's verified and Twitch will start helping you more and that sort of thing. Uh, so that's sort of like that's how it falls down. Now compare that to games. Like the top gamers have tens of thousands of concurrent viewers. So it you know or or less than 10,000, but, you know, three to 4,000. That's pretty average for, like, a big gamer. Um, and they'll game for six hours or so. So over the course of their stream, you know, they're having, like, you know, tens or hundreds of thousands of people come through their stream. Um, so it's there is a pretty big chasm between how gamers are doing and musicians are doing. But, again, musicians, look, they, they're building fan base. They're making money directly from those audiences with the numbers they're doing. And that's all you need right now. That's amazing. Well, you kind of hinted a little bit on it, but what do you see Twitch growing into over the next few years? Like, how do you think music is going to grow on the platform as a whole? Well, I mean, Twitch was actually pretty serious about growing music before this pandemic hit. They actually hired a whole department of people to grow out the music category like almost like a year ago. Um, so this has been a priority for them for a little while. They have their own karaoke game called Twitch Sings. Um, and they've been doing contests around that at TwitchCon. TwitchCon is their annual conference they do. They do one in Europe and, and one in America. And they've been doing um, sing-offs, basically, uh, with Twitch Sings. And, uh, you know, narrowing it down over um, over a tournament over like six weeks or so and then having the big sing-off at uh, at TwitchCon. And it was pretty significant. Uh, at the one in the, this fall in San Diego, the grand prize was $20,000 and a single release on Columbia Records. So they're not screwing around with music for sure. Wow. Um, so this has all been, you know, in motion for a while. And, of course, now that the pandemic hit, everyone's looking for live streaming solutions. They're just completely overloaded with requests uh and um and trying to get you know more artists on and so forth but um i have predicted this growing anyway uh i figured by the end of this year at the latest we'd be where we are right now it's just that the whole thing is sort of accelerated by necessity Hmm. so how do people like just nuts and bolts like how do they get started what what gear do they need if any, you know, how, what, what's, what's a new, a musician who's never done this before? What do they need to get going? Yeah. Well, I think this is us. This is so great for musicians because they actually have most of the technical gear that they would need already. Um, especially if you're doing any sort of recording at home, you're good. Uh, if you use a, you know, a DAW for anything, you can use your DAW for streaming. It's a little tricky, but you can do it. Basically, um, what I recommend people use is this program called OBS. It's open broadcaster software. It's a live stream production software, and it is free, which is amazing because it's a really fully featured program, and it's completely free. Um, so I suggest they use OBS to do their streams because they just have so many more options for customization. Um, Twitch also has um, Twitch Studio, 
which you download from the Twitch site, and it's a very simplified version of OBS. Um, and you can use StreamYard or you can use Lightstream, but I, I recommend just going whole hog and learning OBS because you're just going to you're gonna want more features anyway. So you're going to plug everything basically into your computer, and your OBS is going to read all your signals and then shoot all that out to Twitch. So you actually don't go live from Twitch. This was what was really strange to me because um, streaming on YouNow, you go on YouNow and you click the go live button and guess what? You're live. Like it's just that simple. They do all the work for you. And Twitch wasn't like that. Um, there was no go live button on Twitch. You use OBS or another live stream production software. Um, you put in your stream key from Twitch, which is basically your address for your channel on Twitch. And uh, the software shoots it out. Um, so what you'll need... Um, on the on the sound side of it, it's ideal if you have a, a mixing board and you can put your mic and all your instruments and your effects pedals and anything you do into your mixer and then connect your mixer to your computer via USB. And if your mixer doesn't have an, a USB out, you can get a USB audio interface for under $200. So that's your audio. Your camera, you could use the webcam on your computer. Um, or you can buy a webcam. I, I, I like the Logitech uh, C920 and C922. They were under $100, but with everyone live streaming, like they're all backordered, so they're <laughs> super expensive right now. Um, you actually can use your phone. There is software you can download to use your phone camera. So if you have a really nice iPhone or something, um, you can totally use that to search how do I use my my um, mobile phone to as a webcam, and it'll all be right there. And if you have a DSLR, uh, you could use that too. So there's plenty of options for that. So long as it plugs into your computer, um, then OBS can read that. So that's your sound and that's your audio. Like you're halfway there already. Um, and the rest of it, uh, OBS is going to help you with your video layout. Um, you can use it to add any logos that you want. Um, any sort of overlays, which are like graphic overlays, um, and there's all kinds of options online for those things. Most artists don't put too many things on their screen. They kind of leave it simple. And then you're going to use um, Streamlabs or Stream Elements or even both if you want. Um, and those are live stream uh, services. They're streamer services that are going to enable things like chatbots uh, to help you automate um, what's happening in your chat. Um, they're going to enable things like alerts. So when someone follows, you can put a nice little alert on your screen and an alert in your chat. Um, they're going to help you collect donations directly from viewers. So that's a way you can monetize separately from Twitch. Um, and again, that's Streamlabs and Stream Elements. They're kind of like the Pepsi and Coke of streamer services. Like they all, they do like the same thing. There's just subtle differences between the two. And if you like the way that Streamlabs does their alerts better than Stream Elements, and you can use that, you know, for that, and then Stream Elements for other things. You don't have to choose one or the other. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, this is so good. This is awesome. Yeah. I love. I love that we're diving into the the nuts and bolts of it. So I want to talk about two things for musicians. I want to talk about discovery because you you briefly mentioned it, but I, I also want to talk about growth. So let's start with how does discovery work on Twitch for musicians. Sure. Uh, so on Twitch, um, again, the category, uh, everybody who's live is going to be listed in the category. And there was one category for music, and it is called Music and Performing Arts. So it's really hard to miss. Um, everyone who's live right now gets listed uh, as they are live. 
Uh, generally, it's listed from uh, most concurrent viewers to least concurrent viewers, but you can actually, as a viewer, change that um, the other direction or by recommended. So that's one place. Everyone's just simply listed. Um, there's this thing on Twitch called raids, which I really like. Which A raid basically means that when you end your stream, you can take all of your concurrent viewers and dump them into another channel's stream. So it's like, my show's over at this club. Let's everybody go to the next club and watch this artist over here. That's kind of how you can think of it. And it's really easy to do. It's just a chat command. Um, it's very, very simple. And um, it's a kind of a celebration, you know, when you do that. It's like, you know, raid. We're going to raid you now. And when, 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 um, when your people go into someone else's channel, they all post in there, you know, raid, we're raiding you. And, yeah, and then the, the person you're raiding gets excited because they just have, you know, all these new people in their stream. Um, so it's, it's not like um it's not like a spammy thing at all it's a you know hey thanks for bringing your audience over and this is what i do and you know like and follow and that kind of stuff um so so you can raid people and then of course people can raid you so raids are actually a really great way of getting discovered um but but someone has to be ending their stream in order to raid you right because they're giving you all their audience so um, what I tell artists to do is um, be a part of the music community on Twitch, spend a lot of time on Twitch, even before you go live, and look for artists that are you share vibe with or that you think you might share audience with, and not necessarily exactly the same as you. If you're a female pianist, you don't need to go find all the female pianists, but whoever you think, you know, you might play with at a club who would be on the bill with you that's who you want to go and hang out with um, and sort of get to know and um, be, become a fan of theirs and there's there's two things you're doing when you do that you're you when you go to their stream and you're hanging out you're getting to know them you're also getting to know their fans so that's super helpful um so, you know, I recommend following them. So whenever they're live, you'll see them in your navigation. I recommend, you know, subscribing if you feel motivated to, requesting songs, um, joining their Discord. Uh, Discord is a separate service. It is a, um, a bunch of basically private message boards. And people like using Discord when they're using Twitch because there is no way to communicate with your audience when you're offline on, on the platform. So they've sort of pushed this over to Discord. So all the offline communication with your audience sort of happens on Discord servers. So so if you find an artist you like, like join their Discord, like be a part of their community. Um, it's it's really not dissimilar from when you when you move to a new city and you want to start playing out, you know, go see the shows, go to the clubs, go see the bands, go say hi to the bands right? Um, if you have audience, ask them to open for you. It, the dynamics are really similar to how you would sort of grow audience for yourself within a city or a region using other artists, right? Networking with other artists and helping them and them helping you. It's the same way. It's, it's just on Twitch instead.
it's it's funny. We we talk a lot at Full Circle Music about how can we serve our way to success. It's not about going and stepping on people. It's about how can we start by giving, by adding value, by making yeah. somebody else's world better. And I love that you're saying that. It kind of harkens back to that old um, Zig Ziglar quote of like, you can have everything you want if you help another, enough other people get what they want. So yeah. it's like he was prophetic in the sense that that's still true uh, on Twitch. So um, that's amazing. So add value, serve. Those are some some good good tips for discovery and growth. Yeah, so how- you know, and I, I keep going back to it. Like Twitch is a community. It is. It is. Spotify is content. Right, Spotify is pure play content. You're there for content, and YouTube is kind of the same way. Right, like as a viewer, you're there to be entertained. You're there for the content, and you, it's it's a socially driven content distribution platform. That's what YouTube is. That's what Facebook is. That's what Instagram is. They're socially driven content distribution platforms. That is not what live streaming communities are. They're communities of people that come together around common interests and the community actually outpaces the content because the community is, is what keeps you there. Like there's, there's probably 2000 people playing Fortnite right now. Why are we all watching this guy? Right. Versus the other guy. It's because the community built around it. He's a good community builder. He's a good entertainer and a good community builder. And it's exact same thing with music on on live streaming communities too. It's the community that you build around yourself with the people who are watching you. It's the community that you've built amongst the other streamers. And then there's a third community dynamic that happens between the viewers themselves. The viewers all kind of get to know each other and see each other sort of, you know, in the in the same streams the same way that you would see the same people going to the same shows at the same clubs basically you know you kind of get to know each other after a while um so there's a whole other community dynamic and you'll sort of find that you develop these super fans um on twitch that will help promote you to the other communities as well Mm. so good so you talked a little bit about the raids but are, are there other ways to collaborate with other streaming musicians um, yeah, I mean, I've seen the problem with playing with other artists is latency because this is, you know, it's live and it's over the Internet. So I haven't seen a lot of artists like duet with each other on Twitch um, when they collaborate. They're generally doing it in person. Um, I've definitely seen artists kind of go on tour, so to speak, like they'll go to like L.A. for a while and like kind of do guest appearances on all the live streams um, in L.A., for example. I've seen that happen. Um, but, yeah, I mean, amongst, the, amongst like, the, the, the first wave of Twitch artists, that's sort of how they've managed their, their collabs. Um, I mean, you certainly could. There, there is a... There is a way to play with artists remotely and to bring that into a stream. And um, the best thing I've seen for that is Jam Kazam, um, which is a separate service. And it's, uh, it's meant for artists to be able to rehearse together online. Um, but, you know, anything you have happening on your computer, almost anything, you can bring it into a live stream. If you have enough bandwidth, uh, you have enough 
CPU power, GPU power on your computer. You know, you, you could, I, I could bring the Zoom into a live stream right now and, and shoot that out over Twitch if I wanted to. So there's no reason why I couldn't do that with um, anything else I'm using to collaborate with people. Mm, I so, love it. Yeah, so if you want to, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I haven't seen too many artists do like, I'll do a song, you do a song, I'll do a song. I haven't really seen a lot of that. Um, it's more just like everybody's kind of respects each other's space in their own channels and just try to support each other's channels. Gotcha. Yeah. So to really build this up to a significant income, a significant revenue source, how much work does somebody have to do to build up to that real revenue or success? A ton. A ton of work. Um, I have seen artists take a year, two years to become full-time, um, and they're generally solo artists and generally not living in L.A. or New York. So, Why are it, they not it, living yeah. in L.A. or New York? In order to be able to support yourself with streaming. I don't think you can pull it off in L.A. or New York. That's just, the, just the cost of living. The cost of living is probably too high for the amount of money you're going to actually make. Um, it might be different now because there's so many new artists, so many new viewers. Like it's it's a much bigger platform now. Um, I if you're a band, I would think you would need to be somewhere between 300 to 600 concurrents regularly in order for you all to be sustained in some way. Uh, if you're a solo artist, I think you could probably get away between 100 and 300. Um, but you know you're. Your income is going to vary on Twitch from month to month, too. Like, you have subscribers, but those are those subscriptions generally have to be manually renewed every month. So the amount of subscribers you're having month to month is, is going to vary. Um, and the donations you get is, is going to vary. So it could be a while before this is completely like, you know, you're doing great and making a lot of money. Yeah. So, I mean, what does success look like at the top end for, for a musician? I mean, you mentioned L.A. and New York living is probably out of the question, but, I mean, is somebody yeah. able to make a full-time salary off of it at this point? Yeah, plenty of people do. But, again, they don't live in huge, <laughs> they don't live in huge cities. Um, there's a couple of artists that, uh, that my guess is they could, for sure, make a full-time living living in a major city. Um, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not, like in their money. I don't really see their reports, but just watching what they do and seeing what kind of volume they're doing, it appears to me that they could. Um, but, you know, when you start this, you should think of this as more than anything, a way to build audience, secondarily, a way to make money. And as you get bigger with it, it's going to be a nice side hustle for you. Think of it as a nice, solid side hustle. And for the time you put into it, you're going to make way more money than the time you put into your Spotify or your YouTube or your Facebook, for sure. Mm. Like ROI on hours, it's not even a question. You're going to make way more money on Twitch than you. And I'm not saying don't do everything else. Absolutely keep doing everything else. You should be promoting everything else you're doing on Twitch and you should be pushing your audience from your Instagram and your Facebook and everywhere else to Twitch to come watch you on Twitch. So don't stop doing anything. I'm just saying hour for hour, hour for dollar, the dollar return on live streaming is going to be like 
insanely bigger than anything you do anywhere else. Mm. Um, but it's probably going to be a nice little solid side hustle for you for a while, or it's going to pay for um, a really good recording of your song. It's going to pay for that mastering. It's going to pay for a photo shoot. It's going to pay for, you know, for you to get your vinyl run done. It's going to do those sorts of things for you. And as you get bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, it, it starts to become actual income. Mm. So, a couple couple of questions as we're kind of closing out. I mean, you, you touched on this a little bit, but just to clarify, what are the different strategies for musicians to monetize? Yeah, so you can monetize on Twitch. Twitch has um, on-platform monetization, and then you can also just monetize off Twitch. So in order to monetize on Twitch, you have to qualify for their affiliate program. Um, and it's not actually so hard to do. And you can even bypass their requirements. I'll get to that in a second. So, um, so to qualify just on your own steam, you need to have 50 followers and following is free. So that's not too hard to get. You need to have at least three, um, concurrent viewers averagely in a 30 day period. You have to have a minimum number of streams and a minimum number of hours streamed, which if you're streaming two or three times a week is not hard to hit. So you, I've seen people get affiliate within two weeks. I've seen them get it within two months. So if you're going to kind of commit to doing it, it's not too hard to get that level. If you want to bypass that, if you are a SoundCloud Pro subscriber, um, then you can fast track straight into affiliate. Just go to SoundCloud, look in their blog. They have instructions and instructions in their blog. You fill out a form and, and they do it for you. Um, or if you have a Bands in Town account and at least 2,000 people following your Bands in Town, then um, they also have a form you can fill out and they will fast track your affiliate status. So once you've made affiliate, um, there are two ways to make money on Twitch. And the first is subscriptions and the second is virtual currency. So um, subscriptions are voluntary for viewers. They are not required to subscribe to your stream. Um, and there are three preset uh, amounts, $4.99, $9.99, and $24.99 per month. Obviously, $4.99 is the most popular. Um, and what people get for that, um, you can do uh, subscriber-only streams, subscriber-only chat, which means only subscribers can chat, subscriber-only access to um, video on demand uh, of your archive streams. I, would, I don't recommend you doing any of those things uh, unless you have tens of thousands of concurrent viewers because otherwise you're just preventing people from discovering you. Um, the main thing people get subscriptions for is what's called emotes. And emotes is the emoji system on Twitch. Twitch does not have the universal emoji that you have on your phone. They have their own set of emoji. They call it emotes. It's very gamery. It's very inside Twitch jokey. It's not going to make a lot of sense to the average person. Um, so you are able to make your own emotes. Uh, and it's great because you can make them totally branded to you. You can make them relevant to your songs. Um, and the things people like to do in a chat, because um, you use, obviously use the emotes in the chat. The chat rides alongside the video on, on Twitch. Um, people want to applaud. They want to show love. Uh, they want to laugh. They want to dance. They want to do all the things that you do when you express yourself, you know, when you're talking to people or you're watching a show. So if you can make emoji that does that, you know, like, you know, lighter for applause or even clapping hands or I've got a little heart with a V in it for Marina. Um, she's got a baby, so I made a little baby V. 
um, emote. When the baby comes on screen, everyone like starts putting that baby V emote. Uh, her husband plays guitar with her. Sometimes I made an emote just for him. So when he comes on screen, people like using the Nick pick emote, like you kind of make it relevant to what's happening in the stream and people really want to use those. So they will actually subscribe just, just to use the emotes. And if you make really good emotes, then people will use them in other streams. And then um, I know people who subscribe to channels just because they like that channel's emotes. So that's one way. The other way is virtual currency. Um, and they're called bits uh, on Twitch. So you buy bits and then you spend the bits on any channel you want. Uh, and you can just give bits to the channel owner, to the, um, to the creator. Like, I think you're great. Here's 100 bits. Um, or you can spend the bits on what's called cheer motes. And cheer motes are animated emotes. And they basically are like little floating hearts on the screen or whatever. So you can spend 100 bits on emotes. You can spend 1,000 bits on emotes. Um, bits are sold for um, $1.40 for 100 bits. And then um, that's, just, that's as much as they charge. And there's uh, discounts for buying in bulk, obviously. But as a creator, you will always make one penny per bit spent on you. So you will always make like a dollar per 100 bits spent on you, regardless of how much how much Twitch charge for those bits. Um, so that's your cut on that. Uh, if you want to look at like a dollar forty um, revenue versus a dollar that I make, it's about a seventy percent revenue share to the artist on bits. Um, at worst, at, at best, if they obviously if they've gotten a discount on it, um, the revenue share on subscriptions is fifty percent. It's it's not great, honestly. Um, and a lot of streamers actually have Patreons. You can have a Patreon, and people will subscribe to your Patreon if you like make it awesome enough. Um, tons of tons of streamers do this. Even the gamers, the cosplayers, like they all have uh, Patreon. So um, people, will, you know, people will meet you, you know, wherever they wherever they want. Um, so that's on Twitch. Uh, you need to be have an affiliate status to be able to to use those. You can also direct people off Twitch for anything that you already have going for monetization, merch or downloads or whatever you have, um, and you can take donations through Streamlabs or Stream Elements. Uh, you just connect your PayPal or you use your credit card processor. People are sent to, you know, your page on Streamlabs or Stream Elements. And the reason you'd want to do that is because when people make a donation through those services, an alert gets generated on your screen and in your chat. And um, it helps you keep track of who is donating to you. And it also um, recognizes people who are donating to you, which is really awesome. And there is no revenue split on that for Stream Elements or Streamlabs. It's only what PayPal takes normally, or uh, like 3% for the credit card processor, which is super standard. Um, so, so yeah, so donations are actually really great. People often take donations for song requests. Um, song requests are really popular on Twitch. You can, re you can um, require a donation with a song request, or you could not. Most people do not, unless you have so many song requests coming and you possibly couldn't get to them all. And then, of course, you have to gate them somehow, and you gate them with a, re with a donation. Um, but donations end up being, you know, off-twitch donations end up being like a pretty significant source of revenue for artists. Mm. So good. Well, hey, this has been like drinking like a fire, drinking from a fire hose in terms of <laughs> learning. This is amazing. Thank you for just bringing so much value and expertise today. Um, yeah, sure. We are going to close out with our lightning round, and then we're going to talk about how people can go a little bit deeper with you. But are you ready for the mm -hmm. lightning round? Yeah, let's do it. 
Hit All me. right. Favorite Twitch channel that you don't manage? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I really like Bubble Puppets, which is... Um, <laughs> It's so silly. It's just Bubble Puppets um, as as a channel name, and it's um, puppets uh, sort of acting out rock songs. I love it's it. Hilarious. Yeah, they they definitely come and go on Twitch. They like take months long breaks, um, but they're back now. And check it out because it is really 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 good fun. All right, an album yeah. that you've been listening to lately. Uh, I haven't listened to any music. Because I've been so busy with all this. I haven't listened to anything. Um, but I will say an album um, that I've been kind of super into. God, that's a really good question. There's so many of them. I'm going to go with the latest Beck record. Okay. It's really good. Yeah, it's, re- it's a really good record. Awesome. Yeah. A restaurant that you are missing the most during quarantine? Um, this ramen place that I go to, my neighborhood. It's really hard to make ramen on your own. <laughs> really, really hard to make. It's such a process. I just, I don't even attempt it. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of missing a really good bowl of ramen. Yeah. Uh, best platform for musicians to grow on other than Twitch. Other than Twitch, um, that's a really good question. Other than Twitch, uh, I'm so live streaming centric right now. Um, I think TikTok. Hmm. I think TikTok. And by the way, TikTok has live streaming. And gotcha. it's monetized. Yeah. You have to you have, I, you you can't do it from day 1. You have to qualify into it somehow, and I'm not sure what the metrics are for that, but you can definitely live stream on Twitch, um, on TikTok. Um and yeah, they have all the monetization like subscriptions and virtual currency and it's like it's this little little hidden gem in TikTok that people don't really know about. Love it. Yeah. And lastly, if you could be any animal, what would it be? Oh, for sure, a llama. I love llamas. <laughs> I love how I love how quick you said that. Yeah, That's awesome. For sure. um, so I want to talk a little bit about man. This is again. This has been like drinking from a fire hose in terms of um, maybe for some people listening to this, they're not even aware this was an opportunity. But especially now, a lot of people are going to want to follow up and go a little bit deeper on all this. So I know mm-hmm. that you have written a book. And you have created a course that dives way into it. Do you want to talk a little bit about, um, yeah, maybe let's just start with the book. T- tell us a little bit about the book. Yeah, the, so the book came out in August, um, and I just updated the second edition that came out about a month ago um, that I had in the works before all this happened. It was sort of, you know, good timing. Everything changes so quickly that enough things had changed. I'm like, wow, I need to update this book already. Um, so yeah, the book basically is, it's like 80% technical walkthrough. Like I, the biggest problem I had with getting on Twitch was figuring out what to do. Like it wasn't, it was not obvious. Um, and there are so many YouTube tutorials on how to do each individual thing, but there's nothing that walks you through how all the pieces fit together and what do you need and what do you don't need? And if you're an artist, what's relevant to you? There was nothing out there like that. It was just very much kind of absorb and watch and learn as you go. So I basically put all of that in a book and I walk you through it step by step. Um, The first chapter is all about why are we here and what is this and how is it different and what do I do? 
and, and then I get into the step-by-step, step, and then the very last chapter is, okay, I built a channel, now what? How am I going to grow, and what am I going to do when the camera's on, and, you know, all those questions you have, like, I don't, I don't know what to do. So that's the book, um, and the course is basically a, a video version of the book, so I have video tutorials, so if you're more of like a show-me, not-tell-me kind of a learner, then the, the course is going to be really good for you. Um, video walkthroughs of everything, and then um, obviously written, I write everything up for you, so you, you do not need to take notes on anything. I have charts and all kinds of stuff. And the good thing with the course is that there's actually, a, there's a Q&A on there too. So on every lesson, um, you can post questions, and I check those questions every single day and answer them every day. So um, that's why the course is, is really great if you're that kind of learner, um, if you just want to book at the book. I love it. Yeah. Well, if, if people are interested today, I, I believe we've got a, a discount, a 20% off coupon on the course, which people can access at fullcirclemusic.com slash twitch course. That's twitch, T-W-I-T-C-H course. And uh, how can they get that 20% off coupon? Uh, yeah, there's, there should be um, a link right there that takes you straight to it. And the, the discount is embedded in that link, which is super handy. Gotcha. Um, so the, yeah, so the course is there. And then the, the book you can get um, anywhere. It's Amazon, it's Barnes & Noble, it's Apple, it's in 30,000 retailers worldwide. But if you get it from my site, um, there will be a special discount for, for listeners of this podcast. Awesome. So once again, if people want to get the course, they can get it at fullcirclemusic.com slash twitch course. If they're interested in the book, fullcirclemusic.com slash twitch book, and that'll take you straight there. Hey, this has been so helpful. Is there where can people connect with you? You're big on Twitter, I know. Yeah, I like Twitter because I like having conversations with people. So um, Twitch for Music is my Twitter. Um, I'm on Instagram too, which is also Twitch for Music. Um, I mostly just post, you know, news about Twitch for musicians. There, uh, I'm much more conversational um, about what's happening in the live streaming industry um, on on Twitter, and then I'm also on Facebook uh, as just Twitch for Musicians on Facebook. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. Hey, this has been a blast. Um, we are going to do a quick little postscript. If you got a couple extra minutes to jump into our deep dive with us, just we want to sure. we want to talk about how you self published your book in the music niche. Yeah. So that was a whole thing. So yeah. Um, so we'll, publishing. We'll, we'll jump. We'll jump there. So people can okay. access our deep dives at, at madeitmusic.com. All the deep dives are right there. So we will do that. It's it's, it's an awesome little separate piece of bonus content that people can get. Okay. So um, as far as the main the main podcast, this has been uh, Seth Mosley with Karen Allen here. Really, really appreciate you being on with us. Thanks so much. It's my favorite topic. I could talk about it all day. Yeah.